Say hello to your boyfriend, baby. Welcome, Critters and Creeps, to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burlock. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And today we are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. For a change. Not for a change. So today's <laughs> topics, um, I mean, today's topic is Swamp Thing. Yeah, not just any Swamp Thing, because of course Swamp Thing is a comic book and Swamp Thing was a TV show. We are talking about... 1982's Swamp Thing. Yep. Written and directed by Wes Craven. To me, this movie, I can't remember, like, the only, it's so long for me that I basically can't even remember the start. I can remember the start barely, because it's Mm. so cool at the end, you just can't Oh, because it gets so action-packed that it, like, obscures the beginning of the movie for you? And then, like, you can't remember it to say... And then you can remember it the second day. Oh, you can? Yeah. Well, that's really good for us then. Yeah, because we just watched it last night. Yeah, and this is, <laughs> as with our Burbs episode, this is another one that we've watched multiple times now. Because, well, actually, this one is a little different. This one's different because we watched Swamp Thing, and then yeah. we talked about doing it for the episode. But in between deciding to do it for the episode and originally watching it we'd watched a bunch of the cartoon and we watched some of the live action tv and then show we just forgot about yeah and then al couldn't remember the movie well enough because of course we'd you know i'd filled his head with all this other swamp thing stuff and then i remembered we were gonna do swamp thing well more specifically you couldn't remember the movie because yeah. you were mixing it up with the show since I was singing the song of the show so many times, I just could not remember that movie. We finished the TV show. Um, we're working on the series. Well, we watched two, no, three episodes of the animated series. There's only five. We watched three of the five. And then we've watched a good, I don't know, eight episodes of the live action series? Yeah. Which I know... Some people don't like very much because a lot of people kind of think it's maybe a little boring, but I grew up watching it and I love it. To us, we are monster fans and there is monsters in there. That is what we like. Right, Dad? Right. And that show is full of monsters. Oh, yeah. There is a chicken man. Yeah, there is. And there is... I think it's th- yeah. There's th- um three mouthed um fly. You must oh, have the saw fly monster. Yeah, yeah, you must have saw two, but there was a tiny, tiny mouth in there. It was three mouths actually. Well, and that's you know that's the series, of course, which you know is its own pace. It's its own thing, and we'll come back to it. We'll talk a little bit more about the yeah. series later. I figure let's talk about the movie first, and then maybe we can talk about what we like about the series. What's weird about it? Um, at least in the few episodes we've watched. But let's talk about the movie first. Um, I'm also going to say we are going to do another Swamp Thing. There's also Return of the Swamp Thing coming out, if you're interested in watching that. Yeah, there's a new Blu-ray of Return of the Swamp Thing, or Return of the Swamp Thing. The Return of Swamp Thing. You got me saying it wrong. The Return <laughs> of Swamp Thing, the sequel, is coming out on Blu-ray from MVD Rewind Collection, which is a great series of Blu-rays. Those are fantastic. Um, I think I own all of them thus far. Uh, there's three, including Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that was the, the Blu-ray we got in of uh, Killer Tomatoes. really, really Really cool. Yeah, man. And this, uh, the Swamp Thing Blu-ray, of, like the first movie, the Wes Craven movie, is on Scream Factory. And then the sequel is coming out on MVD Rewind Collection, made by Jim Wynorski. And we're also going to do that, the, what is it called again? I just can't remember it. The Return of Swamp Thing? The Return of Swamp Thing. We're also going to do that on the episode. Yeah, we figure we might, might as well. That might be 51. 
We should just maybe use the other other one as number fifty one because we'll get like a lot of things saying, "Why did you move the live show to number fifty one?" We'll get so many of those. Yeah, you think people will be mad about that? Yeah. We don't really get a lot of complaints. I'll say that we don't get many complaints from listeners. But we said that so many times. We might get some. Well, maybe someday. Maybe who knows? Someday. We haven't as yet had any, any kind complaints? of. Uh, well, we haven't had any complaints because we haven't had any maybe weird opinions on things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, I people mean, like agree with us a lot of times. Am I, I right? Probably. Probably. I mean, people who like monster movies. Why not? Why not? So, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Um, so the start of it is this really cool part where the... I can't... Why does this guy have a venomous snake in his pocket? Literally, oh, yeah. yeah. What's his name, Bruno? No, that's that's the other guy who turns into the goblin. Yeah, well, that's Bruno. I think it's Bruno pulls a snake out of his pocket in no, the beginning. No, that's the leader. Oh, the leader does? Yeah, the Mr. Uh, curly hairdo? Uh, Mr. Bandana? Yeah. Yeah, let's just call him Mr. Bandana. Yeah, I don't have his name written down here. I don't have his name here. either. I don't remember his name. So, like, literally, he pulls a venomous snake out of his pocket. See, in my memory, it's Bruno. But whatever. One of the dudes <laughs> pulls a snake out of his pocket to kill one of uh, Dr. Alec Holland's, like, workers. We're not going to say... Who's Alec Holland? Um, he is... Swamp Thing. He turns into Swamp Thing, but he's a he's a scientist. Yeah, and what's he studying? Um, he's studying the swamp and plants. Yeah, he's a plant kind of dude. Yeah, and he has creepy monsters in a cage. Yeah, he's got that weird rodent, like some kind of. Yeah, it's called. I think it's called a rodent. Yeah, some kind of rodent, kind of a thing, like a possum-looking deal. Yeah, it's like a giant. It looks like a giant possum. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got, like, some kind of weird, I don't know, bacteria or something no, in its that's fur. that's just from, like, the... No, that's just... Well, like, it comes out of the water, but what he says is it's got, like, a weird bacteria or something on its fur. It's a good host for it. And they use that bacteria to make a formula. Yeah, and then, um, like, his helper, what's her name? The uh, Adrian Barbeau's character? No, Adrian Barbeau's? What? <laughs> the, the the woman who's on the cover here? No, the other oh, one. Oh, his sister. Oh, yeah. Her, she said, this is literally, like, bomb? Does she say bomb? Oh, yeah, the, the formula they make, it explodes. It's really volatile. And then, and then it, like, grows into, like, a spi- spiky plant. Yeah. Yeah. So they use whatever was on that creature to make some kind of formula that not only blows up, but it creates plants. Yeah, because mm. I don't know why it creates plants in the area. It doesn't do that to other people. Well, I, I was just thinking about that, and here's a clear answer for it. Um, it creates plants out of the things that she drops the liquid on because she drops it on wood. And so it creates trees out of wood. And trees so then, out of wood? Yeah, wood is, what do you think, where do we get wood from? Trees? Yeah, okay, so you drop the formula onto wood and it makes something more th- more of what it is, which is to say, trees, mm-hmm. right? And it turns- They're really Alec- tiny. Yeah, at first, and then they get really big. But Al's question points towards the end of the movie, which we'll get to, but the formula has really interesting properties that at first we think is just to turn things into plants. Yes. But Swamp Thing says it makes you more of what you already are. Yeah. So if it's if it's wood, then it creates a tree. And yeah. if you're Alec Holland, who is like a peaceful, plant loving swamp he also man, likes the swamps. So he turns into Swamp Thing. Yeah, he turns into a swamp. This is so funny at the end. You probably remember. You probably know what I'm gonna say. I don't. I have no clue. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Where he touches the light and then his uh, tiny cute hand comes out. Well, we're, you're getting ahead of things. Yeah, I just, wanna, to the end. I just want to talk about, like, the that is so funny. You're like, this is, he's so cute when he has that <laughs> You're now 
100% unintelligible. You're just rambling. And then you got, and then you don't have your front teeth. So it's just coming out all lispy and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you may, you may hear a couple things on this episode, listeners. One, Al doesn't have his two top front teeth this time around. And then, uh, uh, we have new neighbors running around upstairs. So yeah. any any uh, running noises, that's them. And and then Alistair's uh, hissing noises through his <laughs> big old gap in his teeth. Hey, I might have a little sis. hissing noises. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. I was like, sissing noises? Yeah, sissis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was sissing noises. Sissa, yeah. So <laughs> swamp thing. He's a swamp. <laughs> swamp thing he's a swamp i guess that's right <laughs> <laughs> who's his who's his nemesis who's the bad guy dr arcane yeah and what's what's dr arcane up to he tried to get the books to make the formula yeah but in that when that we come into that where it actually works on bruno at the way end of the movie yeah most of the movie is like them trying to like Dr. Arcane and his helpers trying to get it while Swamp Thing destroys them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good and way Bruno to put it. And Bruno gets destroyed so many times. Yeah, he does. And then, and then, uh, what's his name? Mr. Bandana Head yeah, Mr. gets Bandana. his head squashed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. But yeah. yeah, most of the movies, the one thing over and over again. We've got Adrian Barbeau, who um, was married to John Carpenter at the time. That's and, cool. Yeah, who made Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. And then this was made by Wes Craven, who had yet to make a little movie called A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I think I've heard Elm Street before. Yeah. I think that was on a different movie you told me about. Yeah, that's a that's a different movie that I've told you about. It's also this is also to spoil for our listeners where we're recording this. We're recording this before the live show um, mm-hmm. where we'll be talking about Elm Street because a certain Freddy Krueger is from the movie yes. A Nightmare on Elm Street. So this is made by Wes Craven, who made A Nightmare on Elm Street. Because we are actually going to do Who the Owl is Freddy Krueger on the live show. Yeah, well, I mean, they'll know that by this point, theoretically. Yeah, because we're already telling them right now. Yeah, or... uh. Yeah, I don't I don't know. This might yeah, this will probably come out before we release the live show, the recording of it. So we'll have recorded that already. There you go. Now now I'm sorting out the timeline in my head. I'm just confusing myself. You're so, just more yes, confusing yourself. Absolutely. This movie is made um really low budget, and Wes Craven had very little money to make the movie to begin with. Before they started to film the movie, when they were in pre production, they got the budget cut. So what's a budget cut? The the budget is the money that you're given to make the movie. And so you, you've got a budget. They tell you you have to make the movie for like one million dollars or something. But when he went to make the movie, they kept taking his money away. So Why? he had to make it for less and less money. So most of the middle of the movie ends up being the same thing over and over and over again because they had to cut out a lot of what he was planning, which from what Adrian Barbeau says in the special features would have been quite the movie. Like she said, the script is way better than the actual movie. I personally like the movie, but everybody did too. I mean, it was a huge hit and it spawned a sequel and it spawned an animated series and it spawned a TV series, yeah. you know? So it was like a big deal I when I was a kid anyway. Because it has like more, fi- it has a good song. The theme song. Yeah. The theme song. Like, Swamp thing. You are amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the Swamp Thing animated series theme song. And you can YouTube this. You can listen to this thing. It's the it's the song Wild Thing with lyrics changed to be Swamp Thing. And it's super lame. And Wild Thing, but... <laughs> yeah, there's a song called Wild Thing that you don't know. There's, I guess, no reason for you to have ever heard that song. But that's a take on the song Wild Thing. And then... Instead of saying wild thing, they changed that to swamp thing. Exactly. When they, say, when they would have said wild thing in the actual song, they changed it to say swamp thing. Exactly. And you I got it, it, man. You got it. So 
What does he look like? Why don't you explain to our listeners well, what Swamp Thing looks like in the movie? Because he definitely looks different in the movie than he does in the show, right? Yeah. Or even in the sequel, and you'll see him in the sequel soon, which we haven't watched yet together. Hmm. Um, he is light green with dark green vines. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, that's what I can think of. He has no hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, like, tiny ears. Yeah, he's got really tiny ears. They're they're silly. They're kind of like rubbery ears. Yeah. <laughs> like sticking off the side. They're teeny tiny ears. That's one thing that they lose going into the, uh, I think he doesn't have the ears in the Return of Swamp thing. I don't remember, but he definitely doesn't have them in the television series. He doesn't have the ears. Here, you keep talking to our listeners about Swamp Thing, okay. and I'm going to go grab the DVD of The Return of Swamp Thing so we can see if he has ears. Okay, so, um, Swamp Thing, we have characters, we mean more characters. We learned at the end of the movie that um, Swamp Thing needs light to be strong. And we learned what Dr. Arcane is. Like what he's up to? Yeah. No, like what he actually is. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get to that. Skilled, skilled. Or we'll get to it now. Yeah, I'm just telling you about it. It's a scaled orange fruit werewolf? (laughs) Basically. And then he grabs a sword. It uh, doesn't look like he's got the ears in the sequel. Let me see. He does look different. Yeah, he definitely looks different between the two movies, for sure. And he looks like he has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, he's got no, less of like... a less of a nose. He definitely they they made a concerted effort to make him look more swampy. swampy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, you got it, <laughs> and less human. So yeah, but he actually looks dark green with brown. Yeah, they definitely, and he's more akin in the sequel to what he ends up being in the show. And then in the lady the actually has blonde hair, and she oh, looks yeah, more yeah. happier. Oh, on the cover of yeah. The Return of Swamp Thing? Yeah, that's yeah. Heather Locklear as uh, Dr. Arcane's daughter, if I recall correctly. It's been a little while since I saw it. Yeah, she looked like, she actually looked like in the series, and like the TV show. Oh, she's not in the TV show, though. I mean the cartoon. Oh, in the cartoon. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Arcane is her, like, grandfather, I think. Oh, in the... Yeah, I think it's Oh, in the cartoon? Okay, you were paying close attention to it. I think I was yeah. grading while you were watching that. She says... She said, um, Dr. Arcane is my grandfather. Oh, She must okay. have said that. I don't remember what she said, but she said... He said father, but oh, stepfather in this. Oh, stepfather. There you go. Now we're just now we're just covering the whole series in one go. We've completely deviated. We are off the rails, Alistair. We are one hundred percent off we the were rails. We're just talking about like everything. We are talking about two movies, one of which you've never seen. We're talking about an animated series of which you've only seen three episodes, and we're also yeah. talking about a seventy-four episode live-action series. Yeah, all in one shot. This is a mess. This is one of the Literally, craziest things we're talking things we've about. Done. Like every Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing, the Return of Swamp Thing, the live action series, and the seventy four um, episode series in one go. We're, dude, this is a mess. This is crazy. Oh my God. Back to Wes Craven's Swamp Thing, and I think one of the problems with talking about Wes Craven's Swamp Thing is that there's really like. There's the opening stuff, like the origin of Swamp Thing. There's a lot lot of stuff going on there. And then there's the end part where you've got Swamp Thing at Dr. Arcane's place, you know, with Alice Cable, who's played by Adrian Barbeau. And you've got them at Dr. Arcane's place. But in between, it is really just a lot of Dr. Arcane and his men chasing Alice around, chasing Cable around, trying to get the last book. And... And who did he comes in? Oh, the uh, the Jude. kid. Yeah, Jude. Jude. Yeah, her and Jude for a little bit. Jude doesn't stay along. Yeah, Jude's Jude's just he's the kid she runs like, into. Yeah, he's only like nine. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the actor is actually nine. Yeah, that he was. Yeah. Yeah, that became a running thing throughout the uh, Swamp Thing movies and shows was having a kid around. Always had and to have a kid around. We also watched the special features. Um, it was actually really cool because we actually saw the lady that they were actually chasing. And she was actually talking about the movie. Oh, Adrian Barbeau? Yeah. Yeah. She was talking about the movie and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how they actually had to change lines. Yeah. When they lost the money, when they had the budget cuts, yeah, yeah they had and to. Then they had to like change a lot of lines. Yeah, they had to cut out entire scenes, entire sequences, and simplify the whole thing. But because... actually, still really cool. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, most I of the like middle stuff. Bruno turns into like a lumpy goblin. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, before we get into Bruno and the goblin business, let's talk about the middle stuff for a bit, because that stuff is really cool. I mean, it's mostly yeah. the same stuff over and over again, just chase but cable actually, around. Um, there's actually cool stuff was like Swamp Thing, he like throws off the top of the car. There's, I said there might be like a string attached to the top of the car when he throws it. Yeah, it goes flying moves. straight away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like And Bruno in- gets destroyed into like the... Into the swamp again and again and again and again and again and again. Yeah, he does. So many times. And a car, that same car that he ri- the like the truck that he rips the top off of, that hits him. Like Swamp Thing jumps out in front of this truck, it just runs right into him. Yeah, and, and he, he goes like Yeah, he shakes it off. He like his arms are open wide and he like booms, like makes his arms. He go swings his in. arm at the at Yeah, the he truck. like swings. Yeah. Swings both of his arms, and the cargo, like, shakes back. It's really cool. Yeah, and, and then Jude there's... asks, what's that? And she and she lies that it bumped into a tree. Yeah, she sure does. And then there's um, a fight really... sequence in the water. Remember, he fights the boats. Oh, yeah. Like, the guys on the boats. And then, oh, yeah, and then one of the ships blows up because... Swamp Thing takes one of the the boats and then runs it into one of the boats. Actually, boat two. Yeah, he yeah, crashes the, two boats together. Yeah, because it's like the But he's like driving boat. a boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Swamp like, Thing driving a boat with his little ears flapping in the wind. <laughs> and then he's like, look! And when he comes off, they're throwing like, and they used to throw like bombs at him. Yeah, they were throwing like, grenades at yeah, him. Yeah, and it was like, look! <laughs> It's going like it was leaning. He was like throwing back with his arms in circles. There's a like, lot of uh, pantomime going on in this episode too. That is of no use to our listeners. You goofball. Pantomime. Yeah, all the motions that you're doing, you're acting the whole thing out. I'm doing that so I can like try to explain it. You're How you're I'm... doing more acting than you are explaining <laughs> for sure. So. There's boat crashing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Then um, she ends up figuring out that it's him. She hangs out with Swamp Thing. And she takes a bath in the swamp. Highly ill-advised. Uh, this, okay, so parental uh, guidance alert, I suppose. There is a scene where you see her very, very briefly nude, um, which What's can easily nude? be missed. Like, she's naked. Yeah, where she's like, taking the where she's taking a bath in the swamp uh, can be very easily missed unless you get the wrong DVD, uh, because the Blu-ray has the U.S. theatrical cut, but MGM accidentally, when they released the first DVD of it, released the unedited like international cut or whatever that has a two minute long bathing sequence so just be aware that if you do pick this up on dvd rather than blu-ray there is a chance that you could end up with the unedited international cut which features the two minute long gratuitous bathing scene so just keep that in mind or if you don't want to watch it before your kids and you accidentally have it just immediately when you see that cover your kids eyes Oh, there's, okay. there's there's a good call. I mean, of course, the thing is, um, the human body is a naturally occurring form, so there's nothing wrong with that, except for the fact that in the unedited international cut, it is two minutes long and gratuitous. It is not simply a woman's body. It is uh, very gratuitous. So, yeah, Alistair, good call. You can always cover the eyes if you've got a problem with that. Good old-fashioned parenting moment. 
cover the kid's eyes. So they're hanging out, and then Mr. Bandana Head takes her away, right? Shows up to fight Swamp Thing. And what happens to Swamp Thing? Um, he gets his arm cut off. Yeah. I may be actually mixing these events up. I think I've got these in reverse, but that's again because it's all the same stuff over and over again. Just like capture cable, cable gets away. Capture cable, cable gets away. Swamp Thing shows up, cable gets away. Swamp Thing shows up, cable gets away. It's the same stuff over and over and over again. We're probably mixing these things up, but whatever. Suffice it to say, yeah, Mr. Bandana Head shows up, chops Swamp Thing's arm off. Before that, um, actually, she actually says, you're actually really cool. And she throws him out the window of the boat. And then she swims away. He swims after him. And then she gets away. She bumps into him. And she's like... Ah, uh, because she doesn't know that it's actually him. Dr. Holland. Yeah. So she's scared. Yeah, he's a monster man. So, you know, if she doesn't know that it's her friend Alec Holland, then, you know, it's just a monster man who shows up. But yeah, mm-hmm. so Mr. Bandana Man chops his arm Literally. off. Literally. Yeah, it's wacky. And yeah. then at some point they capture him. Again, there's a lot of just running around in the swamp, swamp thing fighting the dudes. But, like, he ends up crushing Mr. Banana, Mr. Bandana, Mr. Banana, uh, Mr. Bandana Head's head. It's like choking, but he actually, like, squeezes his head. Yeah, the top of his head, dude. It's gnarly. He, like, takes him by the top of the head and just squeezes. And it's not, gra- it's not like, graphic or he anything. It's not gory. It's just a little, he kind of makes a face, like, Ugh, and, like, a little bit of blood comes down. And that's it. It's not a super gory thing. Yeah, he actually, he, something does that two times, but one time he doesn't do head squish. Because oh, he grabs somebody else by the head? Yeah, he grabs the actual same guy. Remember oh, at yeah, the yeah. beginning on the tiny boat, they're doing like, Dead Man's Alive with her? They call it Dead Man's Alive. I don't know what you're talking the, about. At the beginning. Dead they, Man's Alive? Yeah, they Were they drowning her? They were trying to, and they said, say a... Oh, say, say hello to your boyfriend. Right, that's what they say. say. Hello to I got your boyfriend, you. baby. I got you. And then she <laughs> comes out. Yeah, that's what they say. What do they say? Say hello to your boyfriend, baby. And then he <laughs> and then this one thing comes out and grabs his head. It's like he's like ah, and then throws him and he's like, What was that? And he goes like under the boat and goes like Whoa and push throws the boat into the yeah. air. Yeah. Yeah. It's so we funny. We found our stinger, by the way. <laughs> I think we have. But yeah, that I see what you're saying. Dead man's alive because he's dead and they're joking about him being dead. And the irony is that when they say, say hello to your boyfriend, he actually pops up. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I follow you. But yeah. Okay. This whole thing is a mess. This is all out of order because the whole middle of the movie is, again, just the same stuff. But it's fun. Like, it's a yeah, lot of fun. It's, it's like, Swamp Thing fighting dudes on boats in the swamp. Mixing up everything. And I don't have a problem with that. If you want to get it in the right order, watch the movie. So I suppose this is as good a time as any to get to Dr. Arcane's lair. Yeah. So he gets the he gets the journals, right? Like Alistair he gets said. everyone because they actually get the last notebook. Mm-hmm. And then we're at the climax now. Uh-huh. They get to Dr. Arcane's lair where... It's like a mansion. It's kind of like yeah, an old like a sort mansion. of and they have antebellum like, house. Yeah, and she's in like... She's not in a full... Like, she's in like a dress. Yeah, like yeah. a they dress. They got her tied up in a stuff. chair. And in the special features, she, did, she said she didn't like the, the hair, the makeup... Or the gown. She she calls it a gown. <laughs> yeah, her her evening gown there, yeah. She says, like, she doesn't like the hair, the makeup, or the gown. Yeah, and Barbara wasn't they, crazy about the movie, and then she was kind of surprised when it turned out to be a big hit because she thought it wasn't a very good movie. But it's a really good movie. It's yeah. just, you know, she was in it, and that's kind of a difficult thing to process when you're in the movie and you don't like the way you look. You know, and then yeah, you can't really recommend it if you think it, you know, if you have yeah, these hangups about it. Yeah, and then she has it. to wear that for the whole rest of the movie. And then they actually have her tied up in a rope to a chair. Yeah, and, but it's like a big party, too. And, like, Arcane's like, friends are there, and they have no problem with her being tied to the chair. And, and Bruno, this is when he turns into a goblin. Yeah. So, they drink. And what, is, what does he drink? 
the the formula. Uh-huh, the swamp thing formula. But and it works it, differently on Bruno. Because it unleashes what you already are. Mm-hmm, makes you more of what you already are. Yeah, and, and he said um, that he is stupidity. That's what <laughs> that means. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Arcane said he's... Uh, He's meek and he's stupid, and so he turns small and meek and stupid. He turns into a goblin, and basically. And then he says, like, maybe. At least his owl calls him a goblin. <laughs> and, but he actually says, maybe smart, stupid. <laughs> smart, smart, stupid? What do you mean yeah, by but, that? Yeah, I actually meant, like, genius. Oh, stupid. okay, okay, I see what you're saying. When um, Dr. Arcane's talking about how, like, if Bruno became more of what Bruno is, then if Arcane takes it and he's a genius, then it's going to make him the embodiment of genius, right? That's what he means. He's like, oh, if Bruno is meek and stupid and turns into this little creature, which Al calls a goblin, if he turns into a goblin, then if I take it and I'm so smart, then I'm going to be the embodiment of smartness. But is he defined by smartness? No. No, what's he defined by? He's a silver-scaled, orange-haired werewolf. <laughs> That's what he turns into. But I would say he's defined not necessarily by his genius, but by his monstrosity. Yeah. Right? He's a. I mean, they I... all turn into monsters. That's the thing to point out. They all turn into monsters. And going into, like, the television series, they all still turn into monsters. But... It's the type of monsters they turn into that are interesting. And I thought he was actually going to turn into a clown. Oh, yeah. Well, when we were talking about it during the movie, I said, Alistair, what do you think? Yeah, the first time I asked him what he thought Arcane was going to turn into. And And I said said a clown because he's... Because he had like the fake face on. That's why I said a clown. Oh, I see. Because of the fake face. Yeah, he kind of goes into a cocoon sort of a deal. Yeah. Um, he or goes he into like a like cocoon, a... but while he's going into this cocoon, right, which yeah. turns him into like a kind of a, um, it's almost like if listeners, if you've seen Attack of the Giant Leeches, it's almost like one of the giant leech costumes is like his cocoon. It's very strange. While that's happening, though, Swamp Thing is down in the cell and he's really, really weak and he's missing an arm. But then um, they bring her in and he's. And he actually reaches the light. The sunlight. <laughs> and there and this is my this is my second favorite part. What was this your first tiny, favorite? Um the goblin. Okay, so that him so Bruno turning into a goblin's your first and favorite. And then and then the tiny arm he's so cute. Yeah, he grows so like yeah, it's like a little vine like pops out of his little arm nub. You know, he like uses the, the light to grow a new arm. And a little vine comes out, and then it has little plant fingers, and he, like, clenches his tiny plant fist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they so the, like, They look like a mouth when he clutches them. Oh, man, it's so cute. It's adorable. And like, then, I, it's, well, it's kind of like a, um, it's like a partial baby Groot kind of a thing, oh, right? Oh, yeah, it's the version. <laughs> like, oh, how great would that have been if they'd have done that in, like, one of the Swamp Thing movies, yeah. had a baby Swamp Thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, yeah. missed opportunity. Yeah, that would be really funny. So that happens. That's amazing. And then we get the the evil monster, Dr. Arcane. Yeah. Who is Al. How did you describe him? Silver-scaled, orange-haired werewolf. Yeah. Kind of pig-like, too. Yeah, pig-like. Like too. a were- werewolf boar oh, I fish know. monster. <laughs> oh, I know, I got a better there Okay, idea. what do you got? Silver scaled, orange haired werewolf pig. That pretty much covers or it. Or pig but, he, werewolf. but also like the weird thing is too so you've got Dick DeRock who plays Swamp Thing. Um before he's Swamp Thing, Ray Wise plays Alec Holland, then he turns into Swamp Thing, and stuntman Dick DeRock plays Swamp Thing. And Dick DeRock is there in the makeup, and so it's like his face, but he's got like a he's got makeup on, and he's got a mask, and he's got this suit, but like it's his face, right? And so you yeah. can see him blink, and you can see his mouth open, and all this stuff. Problem with the werewolf Doctor Arcane is it has basically zero articulation, and in that what moment, does, what does that mean? 
Like it doesn't move, like its face doesn't move really. And this is where the movie's budget cuts, I think, show more than anywhere else because its eyes never blink. It's just got its eyes wide open the whole time. Its mouth barely moves. It's just like a mask. It's like a Halloween mask more than it is like a prosthetic or makeup. Um, I also realized when you see Swamp Thing close up talking, you can actually see the actor's tongue. Yeah, of course, because it's his own mm-hmm. mouth, right? Unlike when yeah. we watched, um, what was the werewolf movie? Uh, the Boy Who Cried Werewolf. Yeah. When you watch The Boy Who Cried Werewolf, you had the werewolf snout. And then within the werewolf snout, you had the mouth of the actor. So, you, so the werewolf had like two mouths. It was really silly. But in here, the mouth of Swamp Thing is actually Dick Duroc's mouth. But then you get to the Dr. Arcane monster and it has no articulation in its face. I mean, it may move a little bit in its mouth, but it really doesn't do much. It's very static, this mask. He goes, he's, his mouth only opens like a tiny bit. He's like, mmm. Is that like, what he sounds like? Mmm. But he, his actually mouth opens a little bit. Okay, so to move away from the makeup, he gets angry. Yeah, after he comes out of that brown cocoon-looking thing, this is actually a gory part where... Oh, where he transforms? You no, know, where, like, the part it's covering his eyeballs, there's actually blood coming after that. If you think that's spooky, cover your kid's eyes again. Yeah, it's it's uh, sort of a cheap effect, but it is kind of blood-looking stuff coming down yeah. from his eyes when he's got kind of the chunky... I don't and know, face flaps or whatever. Yeah, and you actually see that two times. Mm-hmm. In his, While he's cocooning up and his yeah. fingers get all fat and cocoony. Yeah, that's the first thing. It looks like it's kind of a waitress. Um, waitress? No, she like brings him like a glass. and. Oh, one of his like, it's either his... Friend? Yeah, it's either like his daughter or somebody. It may be supposed to be this the woman from the sequel. I don't know. But somebody brings him a drink and they see that he's all nasty and monstrous and, and they and drop the drops glass. It, yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? And she runs and away. He looks at his ear. Yeah, and he's got big old chunky oh, like yeah, and monster then, hands. And then it like and then they turn brown and go upward. Oh yeah, like his fingernails curve upward or yeah. something at one point. And oh, then it's they gross. turn brown. Yeah. It's a pretty crazy transformation sequence. It's not particularly good, <laughs> necessarily, but it's serviceable. Like, and it's a decent transformation. It's no, like, American Werewolf in London, but it's a serviceable kind of uh, transformation. And Daddy also said, last time we watched it, why do you put Bruno in there when he knows everything? Oh, in the cell where Bruno knows how to get out of the cell? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, you know? Like, Bruno knows how to get out of the cell, so don't put him in the cell that he knows how to get out of. So they escape, okay? So because yeah. Bruno's in there, they're able to escape. But he does it too early, and then the monster gets in there. Yeah, the monster's right on their oh, tail. And but then he's what does he do before he runs after them? He, like, wipes out, like, a whole table and then grabs a sword. Yeah, he's got like a broadsword or something. Yeah, like it's crazy. Then, like a knight, like a sword from like a knight, like a big old sword. Yeah. And then they jump through like a pool. He says, um, he said that if you swim through it, you get out. You yeah, they swim yeah. uh through this well out into the swamp. Yeah, yeah, and then it's so funny. Like Arcane Monster's like roar, and Bruno's like watch your step and trips it. Yeah, yeah. He just watch your step and he throws his body at <laughs> at the monster's legs. And which is hardly an intimidating thing to see like a monster that is so easily tripped and befuddled. It's so goofy. And then he and then he runs away laughing at it, going, See you in the fall. And then he like actually jumps in to the well and then comes Oh the monster out. follows him. Yeah, yeah. And and this is so funny. There's these in like caves and he wiggled it like a tooth. Oh, the um, the yeah. like uh, stalagmites. Swamp Thing actually grabbed one of those, then shaked it like a tooth, and then slapped um. Swamp arcane. Thing, yes, slapped arcane monster in. I think in the face. Arcane monster's got a sword. Yes. Swamp Thing's got like a stalagmite kind of a deal that he pulls up is maybe like a tree like i don't know what it is but But he pulls it up out of the swamp and he starts clubbing the monster with it after the monster i think stabs cable because he stabs cable in the chest yeah yeah just 
how am I going to explain Like her it? heart. Like by her heart. Yeah, like by her heart. Yeah, stabs her in the chest. And so Swamp Thing goes ballistic and absolutely wrecks him. Beats him with this, like, club. <laughs> Use it and then what does he do to Cable, though? Um, like he has this magic power where Swamp he's, Thing, that is. Yeah. He has it in his hand and some of his arm, like, glows green. And then puts, um, a swamp-looking thing on like where... Like moss. Moss-looking thing. And then it comes out. He actually doesn't do that to Jude when that happens to him. It doesn't have the moss, but it still has the, like, the bleeding the glow. part. The glow, yeah. The glow. He does that to him, but doesn't have the moss on no, I mean, well, Jude wasn't killed. He was just kind of knocked out. I don't think he he was, like, dying. But Cable's dying. Yeah. But then the monster's not dead, right? He beat the monster with this thing, but the monster's not dead. So what does he do? Oh, my gosh. Swamp Thing stabbed the arcane monster. With what? With his night sword. Uh-huh. And what's what's going on with the uh, arcane monster, then? Um... I know what they did to make this. They made a lot of cheese sauce and made it come <laughs> out of where they stabbed him. And I said this like basically every time we watch that. I know what that is. Cheese sauce. <laughs> I said that like every time. It's got a very cheese time. saucy kind of quality. That yeah. is for sure. And you probably noticed. Dad, you probably noticed that I've said that every time we've watched <laughs> Swamp Thing. Oh, I've noticed. So there it is. Swamp Thing. Yep. Swamp Thing. So, moving into the series then, in what ways is Swamp Thing different between the movie and the series? What things have you noticed there? <sighs> there is different a monster. Oh, of course. I mean, obviously the, the plots are going to be different, but is there anything different about Swamp Thing himself? Anything different about all Swampy? Um, he has juice. He has juice? <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's juicier in the series. Got um, it. He looks like he's bigger. He yeah, knows he's more big. things. He knows a lot more things. Yeah, he like talks to the plants, right? Yeah, and he says like don't attack her and stuff. And he knows about this thing where this this is on the episode we talked about earlier. Oh, the evil bug area. Yeah, yeah he, he says, tells a little don't Jim. go in there. Yeah. And of course I told him Jim would go in there. Yeah, and Jim went in there, got bit by a, an evil, toxic bug. He's, he's also got Swampy in the show has a propensity for opening jars and canisters of toxic waste that's absolutely beyond me. Like yeah. every episode that there's a jar of toxic waste or like some chemical or a barrel of toxic waste, the first thing Swamp Thing does is open it up. <laughs> and like most of the problems in the show are his fault. Yeah. It's really like funny. Yeah, he opens the thing. Or at least where we are in the show. I should specify that because we've only watched like, I don't know, maybe like 12 episodes total between maybe. the two of us um, recently. I used to watch it when I was a kid. Like I watched it every time when I was a kid. So I remember a lot of the episodes as we're watching them. But rewatching it, I am surprised how often he's responsible for the problem of the episode. And also Swamp Thing opens two. He opens the chemical when there's like the blood wind yeah that's in the blood wind that's not the blood wind but it makes the blood wind yeah it's a chemical that makes everybody in the town want to kill jim's mom (laughs) and again it's his fault because he opens it and he leaves it there on a stump and jim's mom comes out and he's like oh no what do i do (laughs) and he runs away and then she comes out and he's like no don't breathe it in and like he, but he's hiding in the bushes, and he won't just walk out and be like, "Hey, lady, get away from that stuff. It's gonna be bad for you." Nope, can't do that. Instead, lets her get covered in the in the uh, murder pheromones. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I love it. I love the show, and that's kind of what we've been doing in the mornings before Al goes to school is eating breakfast and watching Swamp Thing. Oh, and there was like a another doctor that looked like an octopus. Remember in one of them? Oh, 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 yeah, at the um the grotesquery. Yeah. yeah, he had like sort of like barnacles all over his face yeah, or something. Yeah, and then he like literally like slapped the actual guy that's owning them in the face so hard. Yeah, that he did. Yeah. But now we're just rambling about random episodes that mean absolutely nothing to our listeners, <laughs> but yeah. So, Swamp Thing, Alistair, 
What is your beastly best? The coolest monster mm. moment in 1982's Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. There's so many beastly besties. Yeah, it's hard to decide. Do you have any? I would say probably his tiny arm. I would say that's the coolest monster moment when he grows the <laughs> tiny think, arm. I think I have like two. Okay, what are your tiny two? Quickly. Arm and the in the car sequence. Oh, where he gets hit by the the truck and he like tears the roof off. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, would so, you look at the time? It's time to get spooked. All right. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. My spookiest moment is when the cocoon is over his eyes and there's like blood coming out. Oh, on Arcane's head when he's like cocooning up over his face with like the meat chunks on his head? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's some crazy stuff. I think you're right. Maybe they put like meat chunks on his <laughs> face. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Um, Boy, I'll tell you the one that spooked me when I was a kid. I was always bothered by Bruno's transformation. It doesn't bother Alistair because he thinks it's really funny when he pops up as a goblin. But that always kind of spooked me out, the idea that somebody would give you a creepy formula that could turn you into a monster and you didn't know about it. Yeah. That uh, that always like, freaked me out about Arcane. He has, like, lumps. That's so Yeah, he, like, bubbles me. up. He all gets yeah. lumpy and stuff. And, and for you, that might be... I'm like, when scary? I was a kid, it spooked me out. It definitely did. More but, the idea of it than the actual execution. But for me, that probably weirds you out now. To me, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Well, like I said, it's more the idea of it. Like, imagine somebody gives you a formula and you don't realize it and you start turning into a monster. Like, that's kind of spooky. I would actually like that. Oh, would you? And okay. I'm going like. New segment. New segment. Okay, this is a one time deal. We're going to call this segment. More of what you already are. Alistair, if you were to drink the Swamp Thing formula, what would you become? What's your essence? Hmm. What defines you? What defines me? Hmm. I'm trying to see. What would explain me? Well, what what kind of person are you? Um, I'm a kid. Okay, you're a kid. I might be a kid something. So a small something, maybe, or a young something. Okay. okay. What would you be, though? Would you be, like, a silver-scaled, orange-haired werewolf pig man? No. Would you be a, a goblin boy? Would you be a swamp boy? What kind of thing? Would you be a chicken man? Would you be an octopus man? What would you be? I think I know what I would be. I would be a child, silver-scaled, orange-haired pig werewolf oh you think you'd be exactly what arcane is yeah yeah just, you think that would def- just young oh you think you think you are an evil genius in the making no no you are since we would all be but martha would be a orange-haired pig oh our cat would just be an orange-haired pig and you're saying i would turn into the same thing as arcane yeah we oh. would all turn. i thought you were going to come up with really cool original ones i don't really know then just because, see, I think you would be, like, maybe a tuna fish man with spider legs. <laughs> right? Because you're kind of, like, small, so you could be put on a sandwich, like tuna. And I, so... also, I also, like, see things. Yeah, right? And then the spider legs, because you creep me out. What do you think? I know. Alien tuna under uh, alien tuna... With spider legs. Yeah, you'd be alien, alien tuna. So you'd have like eyes coming off the top of your head, like oh, an alien. Oh no, like like three eyeballs on the head, and then like two eyeballs coming out of my head. Whoa, five eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, five eyeballs. Dude, that's Rocking alien. It. There you are. What would what would you be? I don't know. Why don't you decide? You're a, you're an alien tuna uh, fish man with spider legs. What am I? You would be a mummy. With mushrooms for arms and giant ears. Would my ears stick out of my mummy wraps? Or would they be wrapped, like, individually? They would be so big that they're breaking the the wrap. Wow, that's amazing. They would be, like, so big. I can't believe it. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. So, Alistair's a tuna fish man from Mars... With spider legs, and I'm a, a giant-eared, mushroom-armed mummy man. So, 
We've got a few quick shout outs here before we get out of the episode, right, Alistair? Yes, you are right, Dad. <laughs> uh, really quickly, uh, the Real Feels podcast, our friend Drew there just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Drew. Happy birthday, Drew. Also, shout outs to My Neighbors Are Dead podcast. They're awesome. They've been giving us a lot of love lately, and uh, that means a lot. And of course, Gidget Von LaRue and Retro Cinema podcast. Slums of Film History is back for their last season, so be listening if you are not. Screaming Queens, Terrible Terror podcast, Nightmare Junkhead, of course. Of course. And A to Z Horror. And over on YouTube, check out our friends Steve, Steve Reviews, and PK versus the World, our friends over there on YouTube. It's pretty cool, PK versus the World. Anything else to add? Any other shout outs? Pitney and Amelia? There you go. I figured you would add that one in, so I was leaving that one for you. So check all those out. That's a lot. Oh, my gosh. Undead Wookiee, Heavy Metal Horrorcast. Oh, my gosh, guys. I listen to so many shows. I listen to so many, not to mention our friends at the Word Salad Productions. Oh, boy. Lots to listen to. If you want. (laughs) There you go. Glowing recommendation if you want. Let's do some social media. You can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. You can send us an email at cadavercast at gmail.com. That's one word. And head over to Facebook. Find us on our group, the Cadaver Cast Critters and Creeps Club. So yep. come join the group. Share all of the monstery goodness you find around the internet with the rest of the Critters and Creeps. Sounds cool. Yeah. So, Alistair, you want to sign us out? You've been listening to another episode of Cadaver Test. I'm Mel Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Always. Swamp thing. You are amazing.